0: Welcome to this week's episode of Being Human. I'm delighted to say I'm here with Narada Kush. Narada is a Vedic teacher specialised in Vedic wisdom. Uh, He is a Dutchman living in Hungary, uh, and he's also my meditation teacher, uh, which I'm sure we'll get into. Uh, He's an author, uh, and this is the book of which I've read a good part, uh, the the Vedas for everyone. Uh-huh. So, Narada, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. It's my pleasure. <laughs> so, before we get into the Vedas and what they're about and how they have applicability in our lives, how does a Dutchman living in Hungary come to become an expert in Vedic wisdom? <laughs> yeah, give us the uh, the backstory.
1: Well, I uh, I was teaching in different countries in my life, and one of these countries was Hungary. I'm coming here in this country already more than 20 years, and about seven years ago, I met a beautiful uh, Hungarian lady, and we decided to uh, marry with each other. We did a Vedic, Vedic wedding uh, ritual, and that's why, and because she has a very busy job here in Hungary, so I could not not do any other thing than decide also to come to Hungary. But that's why I'm living in uh, Hungary right now. and but in my life, I travel to many, many other countries as well. Of course, Holland is my uh, home country. I Grew, grew up there, I studied there, I became a faith teacher there, and, But my life is the life of traveling and spreading the wisdom of life to everyone who is open for it. And it happens, and at about, I think, half a year ago, and even you and were yes. open to something more in life not just living and focusing on the family and on the outside life and on your career, but you also got the desire there must be something more between heaven and earth. And then you started practicing daily important, daily uh, the Vedic uh, meditation, and that's why you have now this big smile
0: and uh, feeling, uh, some know. inner happiness as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, where did it start for you? Like I, I'm just picturing a, a Dutch kid, you know, growing, growing up obviously in Holland. Uh, how, how do you stumble across the Vedas and become a, a teacher in
1: uh, in those? Hearts? I could gr- yes. I grew up with the Bible. I was born in the northern part of Holland. My father was the the, the local priest and the reformatical church. Uh, I was the fifth of a family of seven uh, children. And in my childhood, I was not uh, focused on all of this. Uh, I did not know even about it. I became an artist already on young age. I started to be a magician and a comedian and a puppet show person. And then after that, after my high school, I studied law because I was thinking I have to make a career. And so I studied law and I got a job in in the Hague, in the Dutch government. But after some years, I was not really satisfied with my life. So after a few years, I read a book, and the title was In Search of the Miracles. And in this book, there was a sentence and that if you want to really do something good for yourself in life, you need a teacher. Uh, you need a, a guru, a teacher, a spiritual master to guide you. And I was looking around. And my first, I got uh, some masters in my life, a couple of masters. But my first master was Marishi Mahesh Yogi from the Transcendental Meditation Organization. I found it very quickly. I uh, worked, uh, cooperated with him 20 years full time in my life. I gave up my my job at the Dutch government and I became a meditation teacher. And after that, uh, so many things happened in my life and my life so uh, blessed on all levels and that I could teach uh, Vedic meditation and and many other things also. I do distance education. teach people through uh, Vedic Astrology, to Ayurveda, uh, and all these tools coming from a tradition of wisdom. We call it the Vedic wisdom. What is lost in ourselves nowadays and also in society, it is the wisdom of life. Everything what we do is based on our intellect but our intellect is just a tool for creating all kinds of opinions. It has nothing to do with wisdom. And that's why our nowadays society is in so much confusion and troubles and suffering and etc. So life is not meant to suffer Life is meant to become more happy, more wise, more loving, but for this, we have to, from time to time, we should stop our focus on the outside life and we should look into ourselves, what's happening in ourselves, because everything in the outside world is based on our inside world.
0: Right. Yeah. And so... so I'm fascinated with those early steps that you took, and you read this book, and it said find a teacher. Why were you not looking in the Reformation Church, or why were you not looking to Christianity to find that teacher?
1: I, I did in my childhood. i very, uh, I have very deep knowledge about uh, what uh, Jesus said, and uh, all his expressions are very, very beautiful. But I did not understand about it. My consciousness uh, was not open for it, and I did not understand. So then I started my meditation practice and eh, on a daily basis. And then when my consciousness became more pure, more and more uh, pure, eh, I could understand everything what Master Jesus uh, taught us. But he can tell a lot. If we not follow him, then, then there is a big problem and you can call yourself a Christian but if you not follow the beautiful uh, guidelines of Master Jesus,
2: then you have a
1: big problem big right. problem
0: <laughs> right and, and so how did this relationship with so what was, what was the name again of the, of the of the guru who you find you found you followed around What was his name?
1: Marishi uh, Mashioki. Uh, he was I a very well-known well uh, spiritual master. He taught also meditation to the Beatles. And uh, he was very well-known all over the world with millions of people who followed him. And so he was really, and he was not only a yogi. A yogi means a self-realized master and eh, who can make uh, use of its full potential of, of consciousness. But he was also a scientist. So everything what he took from the Vedic wisdom, eh, he collected uh, all kinds of scientists around him, and he explained everything also in a scientific way. And So spirituality is not just something out of the, <laughs> some mystical thing. Eh? It can be very, very scientific. And when you know the simple principles of life, huh? uh, and the most simple principle of progress in life is uh, effortlessness, huh? that the nature that nature doing all the work for you, and that the universal intelligence doing all the work for you, we're totally lost from this simple uh, simple rule because. We try nowadays, and not only you, but the society, the government, etc. And we try to do everything by our own effort. And this, our own effort, is a very, very small and ignorant thing. And so we have to go back consciously, we have to go back uh, to find the harmony with nature, with the universe, with the intelligence of the universe. And where can we find it? We cannot find it in a book. We cannot find it in the government. We cannot find it in any political party. We only can find it in ourselves, in our deeper level of awareness. But for this, we need a little little technique. And I'm calling this technique Vedic meditation. And in Vedic meditation, we allow the activity of the mind to settle down. And all the Vedic scriptures confirm that this is the way how we can expand our limited consciousness to a more deeper and more expanded consciousness. And at the same time, becoming more wise, more loving, more harmonious, more effective, more successful in life. So it all depends on the quality of our consciousness. When the consciousness is limited, everything in life will be limited. And when the consciousness, and the modern scientists, they think, and very stupid, and they think that our brain is producing the thoughts. This is a big, big, big Misunderstanding, because when you practice meditation, you find and you experience that on the basis of our thoughts, there is an infinite field of silent awareness, silent consciousness, and from where all the thoughts are coming up. And the only thing necessary, and because our mind, our limited mind, has become separated from that inner source. So we have to find a way to come back home. And the only way, there are many, many kinds of meditation, there are many kinds of spiritual practices, I respect them all, but the only real effective way is to allow the activity of the mind to settle down, and from time to time to make the connection with this in a source of wisdom, of love, of harmony. And then automatically, spontaneously, we bring these qualities into our daily level of thinking, and we become a totally different person. Totally different.
3: Yeah. yeah. You,
1: you have in this half year you have experienced yourself. Yes,
3: exactly.
1: uh, Very important, very important to have some discipline. I also can teach this to other people and they have no discipline. So there also will be no any effect. So important that you make a discipline in your life in the morning, you practice your meditation in the evening, you practice your meditation. And because this, Is another principle of uh, how evolution is taking place. Uh, Evolution is taking place through the steps of rest and activity, rest and activity. You know, the cycle of day and night, of summer and winter, life and death. And these are all cycles. So the cycle of rest and activity is extremely important. Nowadays, we are just focusing on activity. Uh, I have to do this. I have to do that. I have to make a career. I have to make a happy family. I need a good salary. So we just uh, totally, almost 100%, and because also the quality of the sleep is uh, going down, and so we totally... Focused on on activity. But that is not the principle of life. And the principle of rest is uh, even more important, and that we are restful inside, and that our mind is restful, our thoughts are restful, our emotions are balanced, etc. So, what we do with the Vedic meditation uh, is that we take two times in the day, only for 20 minutes. Eh? Uh, I'm not coming on this 24 hours, only this two times 20 minutes, and to use a little technique to allow the mind to settle down. And the beautiful thing is, as soon as the, uh, the thoughts, eh, uh, the mental, mental functioning is settling down, also, the activity in the body is settling down. So the body also coming in a deep situation of rest. And the rest is for the body the most natural way to release the tensions and the impurities and the stresses, etc., which is very important because uh, after we have been born on this planet, especially when we are a young child, and so many, uh, so many uh, impressions coming into our system, and when the impression is too much mentally, it also will give some uh, something in the body, and the body will store all these uh, things. And throughout the years, the body will be totally. Polluted. We don't know because uh, it's coming slowly and step by step, and uh, the body totally polluted. And because mind and body are uh, very much uh, connected with each other, when the body does not work very well, also the mind does not, and etc. And uh, the other way also. So very important that we find a tool in life, and it doesn't matter on what age. And some people, I also uh, instructed people uh, in this meditation Or 70 years old or 80 years old. It doesn't matter of little children from five, six, seven years old. It doesn't matter. But once in life, we should uh, open for it to take more focus on the rest side of life and uh, to feel rested, to feel rested. And the more we feel rested, life will open more on a very nice, very nice way. Uh, it is even possible that the suffering is disappearing step by step and that more inner happiness will come in our life.
0: Possible. Yeah. yeah, and that's certainly, and I'm six months in and I'm starting to experience that that. and that and that word discipline uh certainly for me and maybe for others listening to it can uh people can resist that word right they they have they have a story about that word discipline right Uh, and but the discipline we're talking about here is is literally sitting down in a chair right that's it you sit down in a chair for 20 minutes that's yeah that's and and even that and you know because you worked with me just to do that to begin with, it was actually trickier than perhaps I was expecting. And it took me a while to be able to just sit still for 20 minutes. Uh, but it did come after, uh, I don't know, maybe a month or so. Um, but yeah, now I'm able to consistently do that and experience exactly what you described, a, a, a quietening down and easing up of life. just a, a, a smoother ride through life is how I would describe it is what I'm starting to experience. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah. the thing is that uh, according to the Vedic scriptures, we are living in a time of ignorance, and the society is ignorant, the politicians are totally ignorant, and they are part of the problem. So that's why they never can solve the problem, because they are part of the problem. They don't know, they don't know, as Jesus said in the Bible, what they are doing? Oh, Father, give them, because they don't know what they are doing, and that is the situation nowadays. So uh, the only possibility is because there have been there has been uh, a period, uh, a civilization on this earth. We also we we don't have any uh, insight in. Our planet, but what happened in the planet? And we taking maybe ten thousand years ago or, or hundred thousand years ago, but the planet already exists millions of years, yeah? millions of hundreds of years, and there have been civilizations maybe a few million years ago or even longer, and yeah? where the people were totally in harmony with the physical wisdom. So not only the society, also the rulers, and they were totally, they were not only kings, the rulers, they were also saints, eh? both sides, and they were saint and they were uh, king, and eh? warriors. Eh? And this wisdom in those times has been in a beautiful way has been remained throughout the ages uh, through the language of Sanskrit. All this knowledge has been stored and uh, just a few thousands of years it has also uh, written uh, on paper. And the beautiful thing is that we can make use of it. And the Vedic meditation is only one tool. uh, But we have the, the health tool, we have the management tool, we have the music tool, we have the astrological tool, in those times of wisdom astrology was the most important science eh, in 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 such a civilization eh? how to connect with the universe how to connect with the with nature and how the stars and the planets and the sun and the moon have such a big impact on our life and how we can Cooperated with it. Right? That's the real wisdom. So, all the wisdom is there, all the applications uh, are there, but because we are so focused uh, on the wrong direction, we don't see it. And we don't know it, we don't see it, we have no time for it. Even for many, many people, meditating twice a day for 20 minutes is already a big big thing, Uh, where can I find the time, 20 minutes? uh, So this is already a problem. So how we can, uh, but now the good news, and the good news is that although we're living now in a time of ignorance and so much confusion in the world and more and more people feel open to this wisdom, more and more. And we now, nowadays we find spiritual groups in the world. We uh, see very nice uh, communities all over the world, and where this wisdom of life becoming more uh, enlivened. And by this, uh, there is definitely a possibility of a spiritual transformation in ourselves, but also in the society
2: and in the.
0: Yeah. Well, that's well, and, and you must experience that, right? Because you must ex- see that growth in people taking an interest in the work that you're doing.
1: Yes, yes. And one other expression in the Vedic scriptures is when you want to grow in wisdom and in spirituality, find the company of this kind of people. Eh? So come together, right. mm. find the company of these people. and, This is what I did in my life. And I'm always surrounded, even my my beautiful wife, and surrounded by people who uh, have found already this wisdom, this inner wisdom. And uh, that's a great joy. And that's why my life, I consider it as as a very blessed life. Because I'm surrounded with the most beautiful people who have the same kind of thinking
2: uh, as I have, so uh, yeah,
0: so does it work? Yeah, yeah. and th- this word astrology. So I'm, I'm I hear that word, and maybe others hear that word, and they think about those columns in the newspaper where you, you know, this month the dark stranger will cross your path, and. There'll be strife in your family, and you think, "Well, <laughs> doesn't that apply to basically everyone?" Yeah. Like, yeah. What well, are you seeing that term in a different way? Yeah, yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah, let me say it a
1: little bit, and uh, uh, it's totally nonsense. Uh, what we find in the magazines and in the uh, it's also based on on ignorance. And so I never was interested in any kind of uh, astrology. Of course, sometimes you you read it when you're waiting in the doctor's waiting room (laughs) and you take a (laughs) magazine and, oh, I'm (laughs) Scorpios, etc. But then one day after Marishi taught already and and taught already uh, different tools of Vedic wisdom, one day he started to talk about Vedic astrology and immediately my heart uh, went open and wow what is this and um, I uh, started to study it I did a training course in uh, Switzerland in those times and uh, it became a very very important part of my profession nowadays I give this online uh, consultations and the Vedic astrology is a real science. It has three very interesting parts. First of all, the bird chart. It is very precise, working with nine planetary uh, influences. Second, we have. The did you say sorry, Did you say
0: bird chart, as in flying birds, or bird? Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, birds, birds, you, you are yeah. born birds, yeah. About Maybe my bird, English yeah. Is not always yeah. the and the Vedic bird bird chart. <laughs> and uh, so the, the the chart, very important to to read the chart. Second in the Vedic astrology we have a beautiful cycle of the life periods in which uh, every human being and uh, being human human being Uh, has been uh, born and then all the the life periods, one after the other uh, coming. uh, And then in the third way, we have the remedies, the astrological remedies. So Vedic astrology is not just uh, analyzing, it's like, uh, uh, we are also like, you could say, like like a consultant, uh, like a coach, and help people when they are in a life period which giving some, some suffering or some health problem or some relationship problem, how to solve how to solve the problem. Uh, and we easily can do this with a mantra or a yantra or a gemstone or uh, a little ritual or whatever, and to help the people and uh, to to find more balance in life so it's in addition of the Vedic meditation and the Vedic astrology is very practical and very useful for for every human being so being human is very uh, important but the secret is in being a spiritual human (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> being spiritual be, being be, spirit yeah.
1: yeah yeah being spiritual and then life really becomes then life open open is to who you really are and the the in all the cultural uh, cultural wisdom and the main question is who am I mm. and where did I come from who am I where I going to so this The answer on this question is very simple. And look inside of you, and there you can find all the happiness, all the wisdom, and all the love of the world. And Master Jesus, he said it in a very nice religious way. He said, first, and I want to express this first word. First, seek the kingdom of heaven, which is inside of you, and everything will will come to you naturally. So it's not that we have to fight life and to get as many things as possible. No, first seek the kingdom of uh, heaven, which is inside of you, and everything naturally will come into your life. And every human being, to uh, every human being, has a specific uh life destiny and uh, you your life different than my life and every human being has a has a personal destiny to fulfill in life but when I in the consultation of the Vedic astrology ask to the client do you know what is your destiny and Most of the time, and the answer is no, I don't know anything about my real destiny. And and, okay, but the real destiny is also depending on the quality of our consciousness. And when our mind is limited and so many thoughts are running everywhere and and suffering, and we never find uh, our real personal life destiny. And uh, one other thing, Uh, only when we know about our personal destiny, and then only the inner happiness can come. Inner happiness is connected to destiny. As long as we're restless, looking for the destiny, we never can be happy. We're always uh, not satisfied. We always want more and more and more. But this more and more and more, is something in the outside world. And it does not work. So we have to go to the inside world. And because this inner source, where all the thoughts are coming from, it is the source also of bliss uh, happiness, inner happiness. So if we really want to become more happy, then we we, uh, leave the outside world as it is and we go uh, inside and for this we need a little tool and there are many tools but as you experience already in your own life and the Vedic tool and, the, and one more thing this Vedic meditation is motivating itself why after half a year you still continue with the meditation because it's giving you some inner joy some inner happiness and you notice also the differences uh, in your life. What, what did you notice in daily life after starting this, this meditation? What were, were your experiences?
0: Yeah, well, the first thing that happens really quickly is sleep. You start sleeping better. I, I'm, ah, in my yeah. I'm in my mid-40s and a bunch of contemporaries will talk about how they have to now that. That age where they're having to get up in the night and go to the loo, right? And I was starting to experience that. Now, rarely happens. So that was like one of the yeah. first changes. I was getting up, waking up less in the night, um, and yeah, yeah, just finding it, finding yeah. myself more refreshed from the sleep. Uh, that was the first yeah. of uh, of several changes. The yeah. the next was uh, finances. Yeah, this period seems to have com- coincided with my finances becoming more stable. Uh and yeah, to some extent me being just less triggered by everyday events, less being less emotional about events. Like it it's not not completely gone, right? I can still get triggered, get upset, get annoyed, even get angry. Uh but uh yeah it's um I'm just 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 smoother. This is what I said before. The summary of what I'm saying is my life feels smoother. It feels like a yeah. smoother ride. Yeah,
1: beautiful experiences, beautiful effects. So you see, the effects are very practical. Eh? Better sleep, better success in the, in the outside world. Very, very practical uh, effects. Uh, I know some people, they tell me, oh, when I'm retired, I can follow you and uh, you can teach me. No, it does not work. When you want to be successful, even in the material world, you have to be first successful with yourself. As long you are not in balance, the whole life will be not in balance. So first you have to find this balance and this inner balance, mentally, physically, emotionally, in our daily activity. And then all the rest will come. By itself and so see first the kingdom of heaven which is inside of you, it's a religious way of telling the same story. And all these enlightened masters they always told the same story, only in different words, in different cultures, and and but actually, and there is only one wisdom in the universe, there is, and there are. Uh, uh, So many opinions, eh? everyone, every prime minister, every, even every uh, professor nowadays on the university is coming with an opinion. He's not coming with wisdom. He has an opinion about uh, traffic jam and and all these kind of things. And so there is, in the universe, all the, in the university, all the wisdom of life is totally lost and has become very fragmented in all very small parts of life. And how you can be a professor of, about traffic jam the whole life? And it's crazy. It's crazy. And, but he has a big salary, and only giving some opinion and about uh, traffic jam, which is finally a political issue, and, but totally useless. And so you only can be a professor when you also have insight about the totality totality of knowledge. What is the totality of knowledge? It's not only some opinion about what happened in the outside world. It's also that you have insight about who you are. Eh? Uh, what a, a human being is for a creature and what is his purpose and what is uh, uh, his goal in life and also very important the uh, process between the knower and the known uh, how my senses are functioning how my mind is functioning how my all these things which i'm telling you don't hear it in the school and uh, you never then the teacher never told you where thoughts are coming from. Uh, he heard from the modern science, you know, thoughts are produced by, by the brains, but the brain is, is just a machine uh, without our soul quality, and uh, the brain would be totally dead. And uh, so we have to know uh, this wisdom of and uh, this inner field. Uh, in modern in quantum physics, they call it the unified field of all the laws of nature and so uh, somewhere in this silent infinite field of intelligence there is some seeds and from where the whole universe is coming out and including our thoughts so uh, this is the first knowledge uh, any professor in the world and also, any politician in the world should know. Eh? Otherwise, uh, uh, our life always will be on this surface level eh, of thinking, eh, where our mind is maybe using only maximum 5 or 10% from its uh, complete uh, potential, and life totally uh, suffering uh, the mm. whole world is in a confusion uh, and uh, is based on competition is based on, on money is based on all kind of political issues uh, but that is not life uh, that, that, that are, uh, even take for instance medical healthcare, uh, it is so super, uh, uh, so limited in its approach. Eh? Uh, so people, even uh, instead, uh, if they become uh, more healthy, they become more sick. Eh? And that's, that's the effect of the nowadays uh, healthcare. But also nowadays healthcare needs much more uh, holistic approach of who we really are. And we are not only a physical body, and we have a mental body, we have an emotional body, we have a karmic body, we have a causal body, we have a bliss body. And that is this inner field of, uh, of consciousness and to which we can, as long as we are separated from it, life is suffering. So we have to go back home to who we really are. We have to go back to our essence. And we lost our essence. And we are just uh, walking uh, robots, and just based on, on, on patterns, and which have been developed throughout the years. And so we have to come back to who we really are. And what are we? We are consciousness, and we not a physical one of my teachers, and which I met um, after Maharishi, Sri Vasudeva from Trinidad and Tobago. And he always telling us, we are. And what is the human being? What is being human? And the human being is a spiritual being who has been born in a physical environment. And by our birth on this planet, and our spiritual soul has come. Into has entered into a physical system, we call it the body. And that's why we identify ourselves also with the physical world. And we don't know about any other world. We we know, oh, there is the physical world. I have to do my education. I have to find a job. I have to earn money. Uh, And all our focus is on that. But then, we totally in the wrong direction of, a, of what life is, is meant for. And the first thing in life is to, to spiritually grow from the inside so that we can manage our connection with the outside world in the most comfortable and happy way. And then the outside world will not press on us. And the sit- situation nowadays, th- this outside world is has so much impact on our system eh, that we're totally suffering by it. And eh? But that is not the way. And eh? we have to become uh, managers of ourselves first, and then we also
2: can manage the outside world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful touch. You talked about the knower and the known, and early in the book you lay lay out this this schema of the knower, the known, and knowing, right? Yeah. And could you talk yeah. a little bit more about that? You know, what are you describing there? And yeah, how do we use that in our day to day life or our understanding? Yes.
1: yes, many people know that the number of three is a very very holy number. It starts, creation starts with the number uh, unity. No, no number, just unity. And is in a field of wisdom. It's uh, unity. And there the knower and the known and the process of knowing is, is wholeness. And there is nothing more than total wholeness. We can experience that wholeness by practicing the meditation. But as soon as we come separated from this field of wholeness, then these three qualities coming out. And the knower, and and, and we are the knower, and the one who can know, and we connect ourselves with the outside world, which is the known, and there is a process based on our mind, and the senses, and, and our action, uh, how to connect with this uh, outside world. But as long as these three qualities, known, no know, known, and process of knowing, starting to functioning their own life, separate from each other, then we lost the real wisdom, the real wholeness of life. So we have to go back. It's not that we have to give up life or to have to give up our job or to give up our family. It's nothing, uh, nothing to do with that. And what we have to do is that these three separate qualities uh, making one wholeness again, and that they're not separated from each other, not living their own life. Uh, oh, here am I. And somewhere there is the outside world and my senses doing something. No. Uh, It has to become in harmony again. So that's the the real uh, depth of the Vedic wisdom. And and the Vedic wisdom is beautiful because it is not based on opinion. It's not based on intellect. How this wisdom has come to us? Well, in the Vedic time, there have been scholars. We call them seers and who cognized the wisdom of life, not from the outside, but from the inside, from their very deep level of awareness. And they could cognize the the wisdom. And they brought this to the manifest world by by sound. And sound is the first uh, uh, expression of this level of wholeness and they put all these sounds uh, in a very nice way uh, and uh, in this way the wisdom of life has has revealed to us they are revelations and you can call them divine revelations and they saw from the inside all the wisdom came to them so the wisdom is not colored by uh, intellect, by their intellectual things. No, it is colored by by the inner wisdom of life. And on this level of this unified field of all the possibilities, actually there is all the wisdom of life. And Marichi expressed it in a very beautiful way. He said, knowledge is structured in our consciousness. So On a surface level, the knowledge is very limited because the consciousness is very limited. But on this uh, level of the infinite field, of all the possibilities, there is all the knowledge of life. And once we have reached that level, and there are nowadays already not only the spiritual teachers, but also many, many just simple people who have reached all the this quality of life already and living in a peaceful uh way of life with a lot of wisdom and inner happiness. But the, the beautiful thing is, is thing is that it's open for every human being. Mm-hmm. Uh, the human being, and only the human being, because other people, uh, other uh, living beings with a soul, like an animal or a tree or a plant or a flower, and they don't have this quality. They cannot develop their consciousness. And they have a limited way of consciousness, and that's their life. And, but the human being has the possibility uh, to develop Uh, its uh, consciousness and finally experience higher states of consciousness and so we are familiar with the relative states of consciousness and deep sleep, uh, dreaming and waking state of consciousness but there is much more and and we're not aware of it and when we And maybe sometimes you have this experience during your meditation of no mantra, no thought. And just a little moment.
0: Yeah, like a tiny glimpse. Not not too often, but occasionally. occasionally.
1: At that that moment, the activity of the mind has been transcended. And we make a little connection with this uh, inner field of, of wisdom. So that's already another state of consciousness, because we don't feel, we don't fall asleep during the meditation, mm. we're fully awake, we hear everything, eh? and at the same time, mind and body are in a very, very deep state of, of rest. And when this quality is becoming more and more lively in our daily life, then even eh, we can become, eh, it's a very nice word, enlightened, of liberated, of freedom of mind, and that uh, it just means that we no more suffering from the outside world. And we can manage the outside world, because we can manage the inside world in the same way we can manage the outside world. And then life becomes really, really life. Then we really become a human being until so far, we are not a real human being. We are like like an animal, because the animal has the same qualities of sleeping and activity and and, and recreation, procreation, and all these kind of things. So we have to grow in in wisdom, in consciousness, in, in love, in harmony, and then we really become a really uh, human being, as it is meant uh, in all these civilizations in the past, all these things have been uh, happened in a very practical way. So now, because uh, we lost the the wisdom of life, we, we, and how we could lose the wisdom of life, because we more and more focused, on the material things and the more and more we focus on this the more and more we want to have and when we have a uh, uh, hundred thousand dollars in the bank and we want to have two hundred thousand dollars and we have two other th- and when we have one car we want to have two car three car four car so that's why where our attention is going and in the wrong direction so we have to find it is a must. It is not a, uh, just a possibility. It's a must that we find the right direction again. And every religion, every culture of wisdom, is every spiritual teacher is telling us the same. And the difference is that every spiritual teacher has its own uh, programs, uh, its own meditation it's on uh, uh, this and that and philosophy and but now the we know that the Vedic meditation is the most simple the most effortless uh, the most practical and the most effective tool and uh, to expand our consciousness and to make our life a real life of, of uh, also, because I know you, you have a family, how many children do you two, have? You? Two
0: boys, five years old.
1: Ah, uh, two Prince. boys. Yeah. Look, and to become a real loving father, and we need also this uh, expansion of awareness and of consciousness to become really a loving father for our children. Our children are so important for instance, education, and we go to school and we learn reading and writing and this kind of things. But that's just uh, not enough, and we need more complete wisdom. And where thoughts are coming from? I never, I went to to, to many schools in my, lab, in my life, but I never heard where, where thoughts are coming from and what are thoughts and how we can. Think more happy thoughts eh, instead of uh, problematic uh, thoughts. I never got the knowledge in the school and eh? so now, uh, besides of the normal school, eh, I have no any critics on the normal school, but besides the normal school, we should get wisdom from the spiritual school as well eh? to make uh, life complete. Life is not complete. We, we only live half a life, or even less than that. So we have to go back to the experience of life.
0: Yeah, yeah. And um, one of the things I'm curious about, so, so I got a warning, right, uh, maybe 20 years ago, about going into Transcendental Meditation. And, at the time, I was doing a lot of deep therapy work, like emotional work to release trauma, and I continue to do some of that right now. But the, the warning was along the lines of, you know, watch out for that because you you risk entering some some kind of spiritual bypass where you use these tools to avoid any of the emotional issues that you have in your life. That you might need to work on through therapy, and um, you know, an emotional release work. So I wondered if you had a re- a response to those people who are skeptical of transcendental meditation for that reason because it's some maybe it's some form of escapism,
1: yeah. Uh, well, you can, of course, you can do uh, different things in your life. Uh, for instance, you are uh, depressed, and then you go to the psychiatrist and to uh, solve the depression. It takes a long, long, long time, and you have to um, go back to your childhood and to... Uh, memorize all this, these things what happened in your life it's a very very difficult way and so we have to make the most simple way and eh, to make our life really uh, and of course and eh, when i started to be a meditation teacher about uh, 40 50 years ago people are were very skeptical and then I got I gave a lecture. There uh, were 10, 20 people in the hall. I gave a lecture. And then one of the people raised their hand. Oh, it's uh, totally not uh, in harmony with my religion. And how can you talk about this? And uh, and so people were very skeptic, but nowadays, even the most famous people in the world—they practicing meditation. You look in the YouTube, like mm. the Oprah Winfrey and, and Deepak Chopra, and many of these people, and many artists, many directors of companies. And when I, I in the years ninety, I worked with uh, together with. Uh, with a management consultant and we were a really very good team and so what we did we organized three days uh, seminars in a conference uh, place and uh, uh, my friend he talked about all these communication things and then in between i thought about i learned uh, uh, the people also the meditation and of course, they were very skeptical. Uh, who is this Narada Kush and what does he thinking and where is he coming from? He's not looking like a manager, yeah, all these kind of things. But then I told them, first I gave a little introduction and then I did this initiation in the Vedic meditation. And they had so much good effect because managers, they are very clever people very uh, bright uh, thinking. Then they find, but of course they are very much too busy and running everywhere, almost burned out and all these problems. And so then they uh, experienced this very deep peace inside and they totally became different people, totally transformed, totally more successful, uh, more happy, more... Uh, a real good director and if you really want to become a good director you need this this balance inside and you need from working from this level of wisdom and you cannot uh, tell the employees all the all your opinions uh, it does not work and they have to feel the heart and they have to feel the the soul of the director and the director becoming a real good uh, director. So what I'm telling to sceptical, sceptical, skeptical, uh, sceptical people is nothing because they are not my group and uh, to to tell uh, uh, all these beautiful things. And uh, I only work with people who naturally coming to me, they find my website, they want to participate in the five uh, online steps eh, of this uh, course, or they want a uh, astrology. So only take your time. I learned this throughout the years. Eh? Only take your time, uh, the skeptical people, okay? You live your own life, be happy, etc. Yeah, but the people who really open to this wisdom coming to me and it's so a joy for me to, to work with these people. So I don't work with people who are not interested in these uh, things. Yeah, I say, hello, live <laughs> your life, be happy. No, I'm working with the people who really are already a little open to it, or they have some problem in life that they think oh I should do something else because my life is not a good life and then they come to me and I help them and they become same happy like you <laughs>
0: yeah yeah <laughs> I mean th- th- that makes sense and it's something about are you ready for the as you say the the beautiful message right the the wonder of this the 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 it, so it seems to require a certain Openness, a certain sort of tenderness to, yeah, who could contemplate that life might be beautiful and easy and and full of yeah. uh, wonder. It's it, it it's a it's a kind of a rich soup that some people you know may not be ready to taste. And I, yeah, that resonates. And and I wonder if actually a lot of the the work I did, yes. the emotional work I did, helped to prepare me. To be able to receive this message, maybe yeah, that's true, yeah. or maybe it's also true. That I could have started this work twenty years ago and skip the skip the emotional work. I guess I'll never know. <laughs> but yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, you you have to be ready. And also nowadays, uh, internet has uh, its uh, own problems. But uh, in this way, yeah, people can get so easy of the information and. Uh, and that's another tool, and that they can... uh, And like in my life, it was from one day to the other that the transformation came. And that they they read a book, or you have to find a master. In the same week, I I found a master. In the same week, I started my uh, meditation practice. And my total ignorant life before uh, transformed uh, in a very, very, very deep way. And, that an and, extraordinary,
0: and, I hadn't realized that it happened that quickly. Wow, in the space of a week. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: So it's very simple. Not uh, every human being will be open for it. Uh, many people will stay s- skeptical. and That's totally fine, but the group who will become more and more open and want more and more. For instance, to give you an example, more people are aware of taking healthy food. uh, Many years, uh, we were living by the supermarkets, uh, which food is totally polluted, totally wrong, and totally unhealthy. But more and more people nowadays are more aware, no, I should... Uh, eat uh, healthy food so it means that the awareness has made already a change i want to live a better life and so it starts with or they, they they start a yoga lesson once a week and then also step by step they will be more and more open for what daily practice and it does not help Many people, uh, once a week go to the one-hour uh, yoga lesson, it, it totally will not, uh, you. maybe you feel a little bit better, but it totally will not give any support to developing our consciousness. If you really want to develop our consciousness, daily practice, not for the 24 hours, yeah, but daily practice of some kind of deep-going meditation necessary.
2: Only two times 20 minutes
0: a day and takes the doctor away. Maybe that's the new, uh, yeah, the mantra for this expanded age. It's not, you know, an apple a day gives the doctor away. It's uh, meditation twice a day, fuses you with uh, universal consciousness. We need a
1: (laughs) a catchy version of that. And, and also my book, uh, the, I wrote many books, but one book has been translated now in English language. It's called uh, The Vedas for Everyone. Also important to read why, not because I'm the author, but uh, next to the experience we need inside of life. And we, we need the, the, the knowledge uh, what is the, where are we coming from? What is our purpose in life? How we can become more happy? So we need also this insight. And this insight was uh, lively in these Vedic times, eh? when all the people of the society were in deeper level of uh, consciousness. So uh, together with the practice, we need the knowledge uh, about life. And together, these both things together, and uh, practice uh, inner experience. And inside, what happened uh, with me when I take the the, the spiritual path, the spiritual journey. And yeah? so for this, we have to know something. Another beautiful book is the Bhagavad Gita. Yeah? And you see my, my poster here on the wall. And it's about Krishna and the divine and his disciple Ajuna, and The divine telling all the all the principles of life and how to act and how to withdraw and how to act and how to withdraw. And all this is written in a beautiful Vedic scripture called the Bhagavad Gita. So, but sometimes the Bhagavad Gita can be a little bit too much. Uh, for the uh, starting uh, spiritual person. So uh, maybe my book can be somewhere in between uh, because uh, you read already this book and it is more uh, popular written uh, of what is the wisdom of life and how we can can work with the practical tools of the
0: wisdom. Yeah, yeah. And it, yeah, it lays out, the history and the and the basic philosophy. I think, yeah, because I've tried, I mean, in fact I have, I have read the Bhagavad Gita, but I think a lot of it just went over my head. I'm not sure how much I really absorbed. But I can imagine going back to that book now having read your book and it making a lot a lot more sense. Um yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: there are uh, many more yeah there are many more spiritual books but the Bhagavad Gita giving the essence of the wisdom of life in a very very beautiful way. And it's very nice uh, comment uh, by a spiritual master. Uh, so that the book uh, I can recommend uh, very much. And but if it is a little bit too much uh, the, this wisdom, then my book would be a more popular way of getting more knowledge about uh, the Vedic wisdom of life.
0: Yeah, i definitely yeah we'll put a link to the book in the show notes i the other thing that strikes me about the book and you started to touch on it was in these these times that there's there's this theme coming through of of, of unity and wholeness and you talk in your book the Vedas for everyone about how this is infused into into everything into architecture into diet into medicine into you know, physical activity into work activities and and that's that really resonated with me like you look around today and the buildings we the modern buildings are kind of ugly and medicine seems really reductive and 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 sport is is somehow doesn't you know there's no there's no sort of spiritual context or broader uh i don't know um uh, reference to to um to anything higher or bigger in you know our games or our daily acts. like it, it, it's like it's yeah it's like we've we've commented compartmentalized every activity in life and stripped the spiritual context out of it and then we just sort of run around like robots from you know one activity to the next in in this yeah you know, kind of very um what's the word like did de- like uh, de- it's just like dense right like it's is we're not um in, not well not enlightened we're not We're not experiencing any connection between these activities, or any higher purpose, or any sense of a bigger, bigger canvas in which we're doing these things. And we're starting to see like movements in different areas, like trying to kind of re, uh, recontextualize like work. And so we're saying, oh, we should need purposeful work. And we're saying, oh, well maybe we should do yoga as that as activity, and a bit of meditation at, at the end will maybe help us connect. But it's it it's we don't yeah it feels like we need a kind of revolution in a sense to kind of explode it all out and uh, and and have everything being an expression of this bigger consciousness. Uh, and as I say that, it feels like a a very kind of grand project for us to you know create a society of that nature. But the the contrast yeah. between what you describe in that book and what we experience today feels feels stark
1: and that's why we call this uh, period of uh, mankind uh, a period of uh, ignorance and totally ignorance not not little ignorance totally. for I give you a few examples look to our cities and uh, how human beings living in these crazy uh, cities uh, where all the uh, the basic elements, of uh, nature are polluted. Uh, Space, air, water, earth, uh, everything totally polluted. And one crazy uh, functioning uh, community uh, in in every city in in, in the world. It's totally crazy, but because we have been familiar with it and we have grown up in such a crazy environment, And we think it is normal. So that's one. Uh, Another example is how do we create children? Uh, So this starts with the conception. Uh, How we do that nowadays? Uh, We just uh, go to the pub, and then we drink some alcohol, and then we go to our bed, and then uh, some child is, is coming out after uh, so many months. But that's not the way. And what is more important in the world than create our children in the most uh, harmonious and comfortable and effective way? So, in the Vedic time, the moment of conception was very, very, very important. And uh, so there was uh, preparation. Uh, before, and between the man and the woman. Even the moment of conception was astrologically uh, uh, prepared. uh, So that is the best moment. The moon and the sun especially the moon uh, is uh, on the best place uh, at that moment. And so uh, conception was very, very important uh, to to give awareness to it. And just for creating the most beautiful children. And the same with the pregnancy. What what happened nowadays? And the ladies, they just continue with their work, uh, all the stress, the traffic, the, the working stress. And then uh, a few weeks before the delivery, and uh, they take some weeks uh, free holiday and uh, to, to get the delivery. It's totally, totally, totally crazy. And the pregnancy is a very, very delicate something. And it's the lady, it's a lot of rest, a beautiful environment, only peace, only happiness, and the husband should be there to, to, to uh pacify her to to because it's not only a woman thing, it's uh for both of the parents, so the, also the father should give a lot of attention. And both they can even communicate with the unborn child, and then also the delivery should be in a very peaceful way. All this wisdom has been totally, totally lost. And it's not by coincidence that our children. Have uh, a lot of problems nowadays eh, in their, their mental and physical health and, and etc. And so we have to be give much more uh, attention and awareness. But when the mind is not working, we cannot give it. But and eh, we have to first we have to create our own wisdom, our own love, and then that's the moment that we also can. Uh, create uh, a beautiful child uh, yeah, on this on this earth. And the reason that the children have so many problems nowadays, it's not the problem of the child, it's the problem of the of the parents yeah, who did not give enough uh, good uh, uh, attention and uh, how to create a real beautiful child uh, on on that. Uh, also, in my book, one of the charts is going about this uh, how you can use really wisdom uh, for creating a family, a beautiful family, a happy family, and a successful family uh, in which uh, the children can grow up in, in, in harmony and in love and happiness and uh, getting also the, the
2: right uh, education.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and of course you're right. And the parents have this, you know, huge role. And, and I guess what comes to mind is, and and think about the context for the parents, right. You know, they're going yeah. to work in these boxes and they're stressed out uh, and, and, and they're commuting and their environment's polluted. And da, 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 right. So, it, it, you know, and, and very often they're now living a long way from their extended families. And so it's, yeah, I that this was the start. Yeah, again, I'm repeating myself, but this felt to me like a big message in your book was there is another way to just just think about organizing society that is is totally different <laughs> like, from yeah, architecture. That is the like no. everything is different, and 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 it would just it, and and in a way that it's almost difficult to imagine what it might be, but you do get a sense that it could be very different.
1: Yeah. And so the quality of the child depends uh, uh, on a great deal uh, about the quality of the conception. That's point one. Then also the quality of the pregnancy uh, together. Men and women should be part of that. And the woman should eat uh, good food, healthy food. And whatever she eat is going to the child. And also, the woman should give a, a lot of rest to her system. That also is beneficial for the unborn uh, um, child, and then the delivery, and also uh, the first years of the child. Very important because the child will be very vulnerable and mentally, physically, etc. So it has to be. Grow up in a in a peaceful environment uh, also, and when both of the parents are, are working, and, uh I don't want to give too much uh, critical on these things, but it's not good for the peace of the child, and because uh, he will not get, he will be sent to some either uh, kindergarten or somewhere. And that's not a real good for the child. Uh, we have to, uh, the parents, a uh, uh, real good society starting with the responsibility of the parents uh, for the children, for the family, they start. Families are uh, the, uh, the founding stones uh, of a society. And when so much stress in these families, so how we can... Live in a peaceful society. It's impossible This it starts with the responsibility and the wisdom and and the peace of the parents.
2: Okay,
0: well, this has been a wonderful, a wonderful conversation. And talking about being a parent, I, it's getting close to me needing to go pick up uh, my kids from their, from their grandparents. Um, so. Yeah, thank you once again. We'll put the... Yeah. Well, we'll one, put the...
1: One, more, one more point. The grandparents are very, very, very important in the growing up of the children. And the children should not be sent to any place eh, where uh, someone knows. And the grandparents should be there and to support in the growing up and the education of the of the children. They are the best of the best. And we should uh, use them uh, for that.
0: Yeah. Well. Um,
1: I never, I never saw such a beautiful love uh, in the world between grandparents and grandsons. It's so beautiful just to look at it. Eh? The heart is bursting open. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, and um, well, I'm just thinking about my my dad. And my sons and my dad is taking them around like his greenhouse and they're picking tomatoes with him uh, and like they're in the garden. So yeah, they're great. They're this wonderful bond, yeah. you know, it's, uh, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Okay. So once again, this is, this is your book, The Vedas for Everyone. We'll put, we'll put the link in and then, and then tell people if people are interested in learning to, Meditate with you, or to learn more about uh, your teachings, wh- where else would you send them? Uh, you can
1: uh, give them my website, and uh, then yeah, they will find me. And...
0: We'll we'll put the website in there. Um, great, um, yeah. this it's the URL. It's narrator Kush. Um, yeah, we'll put the. I'm not quite sure. I don't have the the URL to hand. We'll make sure we put that into the into the show notes fantastic um okay is there uh is there anything else or she'll uh does this conclude our conversation for today that's great good well thank you for your time um yeah it's been a wonderful conversation thank you yeah Con- continue your daily meditation
1: eh? that's
0: all. <laughs> <laughs> <I will. laughs>